Hello, welcome back to my podcast. You're listening to episode two, being comfortable in your own skin. I'm really excited about this topic. It's something that's super important to me and a message that I feel like I'm always trying to preach and talk about one way or another. Um, I do want to apologize, and I shouldn't even apologize for this. It's not my fault, and you probably can't even tell, but if I do sound a little bit sick, it's because I was uh, for two days. It was really strange. I got an influx of a sore throat. I woke up. I felt my entire body was like shutting down, and this was the first time I had been sick basically all year, which is good, but also bad because I'm like, what the heck is happening? And it honestly made sense now that I'm looking back because I was under a lot of stress these past couple weeks. I was dealing with some personal stuff and your body knows. Your body knows when you just need a break and if you don't get the break, your body will physically make itself ill. I mean, of course, I probably caught it or something else, but it is fascinating to show when your body's in stress and you need to get pedal on the stop brakes, whatever, the, the, the brake, it will force you to if you don't do it in time. So it was a good reminder for me that, hey, you need to just chill out. I took two sick days, which was a big deal for me because I can be privy to becoming a workaholic if I don't watch myself or catch it. Um, but anyways, I am better. I also tested for COVID. It was negative twice, so keeping everyone safe. But anyways, I'm back. I'm better. I'm recording. And today's topic is all about being comfortable in your own skin. So I'm going to talk about some different ways that have helped me be my best self and to be comfortable in this skin that I'm in. Let's get right into it. And first, I want to say that It is not easy to feel 100% comfortable with who you are. I mean, think about it. Every single avenue around us is telling us basically to change ourselves. Every ad we see on TV, on the internet, on our phones, every 10 seconds on Instagram. This is just so much information feeding into our brains at all times, subliminally telling us that maybe we are not good enough the way that we are. And I do want to emphasize there's nothing wrong with wanting to change yourself. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel and be the best maybe on the outside. That's very, very normal. Get the makeup, get the haircut, do whatever you want to do. But with all of this external pressure coming at us at all times, it's really, really, really easy to not feel good about yourself. It's so easy to feel like Who you are as a person is not enough. It's so easy to feel that you should, as the default, be changing yourself. And that's not the case. You should feel comfortable with who you are. The basis of who you are isn't just the clothes you wear, what you look like, and what's on your exterior. The basis of who you are as an individual is what's inside. So that's also what I want to focus on. When I say being comfortable in your skin, I mean everything that's encapsulated in your body, your qualities, your skills, your mindset, who you are, not just what people see on the outside. For me, and I'm very sure I'm not alone in this, I have had to work so freaking hard to like myself. I'll be honest, this isn't just a one-stop destination. I am not done. I have not finished and gone to this perfect place where I love myself 100% of the time, I wish, but I am the kind of person that has to try and make an effort every single day to like myself and be comfortable with who I am 
Otherwise, I will just revert to this person that doesn't like me. And, and that is just such a bad place. And it doesn't help anyone. If I was in that place, I wouldn't be making this podcast. I wouldn't be potentially helping others become more comfortable in their skin. I am still and always probably will be the person that has to do I am affirmations. I journal. I read books. I figure out new ways to just like myself more and more because the alternative, waking up each day and disliking myself, is just not going to cut it. But obviously I have done something somewhat right if I am here, if I am talking about it. And I want to share the ways that I have become more comfortable in my own skin and the ways that have helped me just feel more confident in showing up every single day so that way I can live my most fulfilled and my most bold life. Okay, the first tip I have is the importance of embracing self-love. Now, this is very much the cliches of cliches, but the thing is when something's important, you need to repeat it and practice it and do it over and over and over again. If you think you've heard about self-love enough, it's not enough because it's a a lesson that you need to be reminded of, honestly, constantly, if you want to retain that muscle. I mean, think about it, a ballerina, uh, if you've ever seen them practice, they do this little move where they stick their leg out to the side and that's called a tendu. It's the most basic move, anybody could do it. But that single tendu is a practice that they do every single day or probably majority of the time. And then that correlates to what you see on stage. You don't just become this beautiful pirouetting ballerina that's performing in sold out shows overnight. They're practicing with the basics. So for us being comfortable in your own skin, self-love, repetition is needed. And to be honest, I think that many of us have this idea in our heads that we're already experts in loving ourselves. We think that we have done it and we understand it once or twice. Therefore, it's just something that we live with and it's in the back of our minds. But this is wrong. And there's many studies that show that we are not experts in loving ourselves. In 2021, The Body Shop did a study that found one in two women worldwide feel more self-doubt than self-love. And the same group of women, women under 35, had the lowest self-love scores, which is absolutely awful. Um, And I'm sure if this type of study was replicated towards men, it would be somewhere along the same lines and maybe in some cases worse because it has been shown that men have a harder time with affection and emotions and even having this topic of self-love. But I digress. The bottom line is that we have somewhat of a self-love crisis and we need to become more equipped on loving ourselves. So how do we do this? Well, first let's understand what is self-love. Self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. In order for men and women to love themselves and to give love, they must first feel lovable and believe that they are deserving of being loved. And By adding self-love into your life, it begins this process of creating a loop inside our brains that gives us permission to accept love and also extend it outward. When we start to practice and add self-love into our lives, it affects our day-to-day and how we show up into the world. You cannot just love yourself when you're wearing your most perfect outfit, when you're having a good hair day, when you've just gotten paid, when everything is going right. In fact, it's so easy to love ourselves when we feel our best, of course. But what about loving ourselves when everything isn't the best? 
That's why you need to start practicing self-love every single day. So the days that we need it the most, you can tap into that skill and that emotion without going into this dark, dark place. It always fascinated me growing up thinking self-love was only bubble baths and spa days, which it can be, but it should be looked at more as a skill that we learn and we um, practice and that we teach. Usually when we drop the ball is when we need self-love the most. Think about a time that you've just woken up on the wrong side of the bed and then your hair starts looking crap. Every outfit you put on is just not good. Then you go into work and you have a call with somebody or you're talking to someone or your boss calls you in and things just get worse and worse. You make a mistake, you just start spitting over your words, you're not feeling great and all you can do is beat yourself up. All you can do is sit in your own head and replay all of the awful mistakes and everything that's led up to this moment and maybe you're gonna get fired and maybe just everything's gonna go wrong. Oh my God, even just thinking about it is so stressful. I've been guilty of this. When you're already down, why not just add fuel to the fire and kick yourself even more? It's easy. But truthfully, that's when you need to give yourself that compassion and that self-love. Not when everything's going 100% right. I mean, obviously give yourself self-love at that moment too, but you need self-love when everything isn't perfect. You need self-love all of the time. I remember I did this sales competition in college where I had to sell a pen and I completely fumbled and I'm not gonna go into too many details about how I fumbled it horribly, but I did awful. I was spitting on my words. I don't even know what I said. Bottom line is that they probably would never want to buy a pen for me. And I just let that affect me so much. I had my resignation letter typed up that I was going to leave the club because I was so embarrassed. Um, I think I had plans that night and I didn't want to go to them. Everything about me in that moment was just destructive. When in reality, how transformative would it have been if I offered myself compassion and I remembered this moment of time isn't a reflection on me. This isn't defining every single thing about myself, but instead just gave myself appreciation for even showing up and trying in the first place. And maybe the following day or the next week when I was ready and over this little mistake, that's when I can go into growth mode and reflection mode and look at my notes and see what I could have done better in a compassionate and gentle kind way. But again, beating yourself up when you're down isn't going to benefit anyone, especially not yourself. The thing about self-love is it doesn't mean you're not allowed to want changes or want better practices, habits, mindset, skills. That's not the point of this at all. Self-love is truly just embracing your authentic self and letting go of all of the pressure and desire to show up and be a certain way 100% of the time because that's not gonna happen. Self-love is just acceptance. Honestly, it's acceptance of who you are. And it doesn't have to be so complicated or this huge grand gesture that you're adding into your life. It can be very simple. Self-love can start by just forgiving yourself. It's by creating little routines for yourself, little hobbies for yourself, making your bed, making coffee in the morning, reading 30 minutes a day, whatever it might be. Self-love is setting boundaries on your time and who you let into your life. Self-love is adding more joy into your life. What do you like to do? What makes you smile? Saying yes to those things. And then on the flip side, saying no to things that drain you. That is an act of self-love. Self-love is speaking kindly to yourself each morning and instead of criticizing everything that you aren't, appreciating everything that you are. Self-love is sticking to promises that you've made for yourself and to other people. Self-love is 
living authentically and focusing less on what other people think of you and more about what you think of yourself. Self-love is caring for yourself the way that you would care for a loved one, a family member, somebody in a relationship, your friends. That is what self-love is. It doesn't need to be so complicated or so overwhelming, but the most important thing is that you start adding self-love into your life, into your practice every single day, because that will correlate 100% into becoming more comfortable with who you are. The next tip I have is embracing your mistakes. So any single person that has been in a position that you admire has made many dumb, crappy, embarrassing, silly little mistakes that at the time could have even been life-changing mistakes. And I'm saying this not as it's a shocking fact. I know we all know this. I know we know that everybody around us makes mistakes, but when the mistakes happen to us, we tend to believe we are the only ones who could be so unskilled, so dumb, or just so silly to make them. We have this false pressure that we are the exception. Again, even though we know everyone makes mistakes, for some reason when it does happen to us, we just get so into our heads entire our entire self-worth based on this mistake. But we know that's not true. If we were all fully defined by our mistakes, everybody would be screwed. <laughs> Life is just a balance of getting things right at one point and then making a mistake again. However, the quicker you can embrace just allowing room for mistakes in your life and accepting them when they happen, the quicker you can actually succeed, the quicker you can bounce back from these mistakes and then move on to the next thing or the thing that you are actually trying to achieve. The longer you stay down in this place of, who is me, I am such a crap person because I made this mistake, it's just such a waste of time. It is not helpful for yourself. And that is actually a question I learned in therapy when your mind starts spiraling and just thinking the worst of the mistake is ask yourself, is this helpful? Is this benefiting me in any way, shape or form? It doesn't mean that you can't feel it. It doesn't mean that you can't think it. But sometimes just pointing out the obvious, is this helping me? No, obviously not. <laughs> is this helpful to my growth or what I'm trying to accomplish? Probably not. And then it kind of helps me at least snap out of it so I can just get over the mistake. One way I like to think about this is in a work example. Let's say coworker Joe makes a mistake. He has a PowerPoint presentation and it has the wrong company name, whatever. He quickly accepts, revises, and apologizes for the mistake and gets on with his day and pretends honestly like no one really saw, no one really cares, it happened, cool, great. To be honest, if I'm Joe's coworker, I'm not gonna give a crap. I'm gonna acknowledge it and be like, oh, that was a mistake, but he apologized, he handled it well, who cares, we're done. But let's say coworker Rob makes a mistake and now Rob is overly apologizing, down in the dumps, bringing up the mistake himself, asking you, Oh, did you see how bad that mistake was? Oh, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. I, I can't believe I did that. Do you think they're gonna notice? Do you think anyone's mad? Now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm overanalyzing, should I be more mad? And again, no fault to Rob. He's just a person that's thinking about the mistake he made. But now Rob is spending all this time wondering if people are actually upset, wondering if it's gonna affect him, rather than just getting over the mistake and making room that mistakes happen. So. 
be a little bit more like Joe, mistakes will happen and it's okay. This might sound a little bit self-deprecating, but I know very well I am a way, see, I'm a work in progress. I was just trying to get that line out and I couldn't even say it right. I am so not the person that has it all together, but at the same time, I am the kind of person that knows I have done some shit in my life. I can get stuff done. I can make things happen. If I have a dream, a goal, or desire, I will get there. And I think that says something about me. If you are listening to this podcast on me talking about being comfortable in my own skin, that means that I am doing something right. And I'm saying that because it goes to show that you can be a person that is very much going to make mistakes and feels like walking on eggshells from your own mistakes and also a person that's going to achieve and do incredible things in this life. Sometimes these mistakes are gonna be very small. They're gonna be typos and tripping over your words. And honestly, sometimes they're gonna be more costly mistakes that involve your integrity or that involve getting something that you want. And those are gonna be a little bit harder to get over. They are gonna sometimes require some self-reflection and even some practice and some, um, even some time sulking it and you're allowed to sulk you're allowed to be upset about mistake but the point is you're not going to shame yourself or hold these mistakes on a pedestal and that is going to help you become more comfortable in your skin because you know that these mistakes don't define you you know that you're allowed to make mistakes and then you're allowed to get yourself back up and kick ass at the next thing so there's another metaphor or kind of analogy that i like to think about Have you ever played skee-ball or even basketball at an arcade and you just keep getting a miss after miss after miss? How good does it feel when you finally get that middle bullseye? It feels so good. And it's not to say that, you know, getting the bullseye is always the point of everything, but after you've made the mistakes and after you've proven to yourself that you can get back up, even though you've fallen the first couple times or many times, It is such a rewarding feeling when you do finally get to that destination or you do accomplish that goal or thing that you were hoping to get in the first place. It is so worth it. So trust that your mistakes are not what's defining you, but they're guiding you and they're going to get you to where you need to be. All right. The next tip I have on being more comfortable in your own skin is to try new things. There's a quote by Albert Einstein that says, a person who has never made a mistake, never tried anything new. And that actually ties up with the last point about making mistakes. But when you're making mistakes, it probably also means that you're at least trying new things. And the more you try new things, I confidently believe that it's going to just get you into this mindset and this habit of being comfortable with who you are. When we think about an investment, you probably think of crypto or stocks or money, and this is not a point about finance or investing in that sense, but this is about investing in yourself. And one of the easiest ways to become more confident, to become more happy in your own skin, is to invest in yourself. And and, and when I say invest in yourself, it probably means trying new things, learning new skills, stepping out of your comfort zone. Your future self depends on the work that you put into yourself today. I always think back to as a kid when I learned to play the piano and maybe same for you, you learned to play that three key stroke which turned into three blind mice. Three blind mice, see how they run. 
okay, I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. But think about how excited you were to show off this skill to your family or your friends. That's because when you have a new skill, you feel empowered. You feel like you are just a beaming ray of sunshine. And at that moment, you probably don't even realize, but you were feeling so comfortable in your own skin. And there are so many ways to get this feeling, but also to really believe it. This can even be as simple as saying yes to new experiences. A topic that I heard recently is, how do you even know if you like your routine if you don't get out of your own routine? Because I guarantee week in and week out, you probably have some kind of structure to your week and it consists of, you know, a moderate level of exercise, of cooking or eating and going to work. And then maybe you have your weekend activities, but how often are you accepting and trying new things on a weekly level? And it doesn't have to be so extreme because when we take extreme into our already hectic weekly schedules, that can feel very overwhelming but how often honestly are you trying to explore a new interest of yours or saying yes to a new experience and maybe the answer is yeah i'm already doing that all great then this is kind of just a reminder that you're doing the right things and that this is helping you become more confident in yourself and your skin if you're not that's probably a sign to just step out of your comfort bubble and say yes or try or do or see something new into your week The worst that can happen is that you realize, oh, I don't like that, and cool. The best that can happen is you realize you want more of this, or that you reach this new level of confidence and being comfortable in your own skin because you realize the little things, trying new little things, don't really scare you, or that you did it, and now you can kind of sit back and feel, oh yeah, I can choose to do those things if I want to. And you really don't need to spend money um, on trying new things. We're very lucky to have the internet and I'm not gonna explain how to use the internet to you, but we have access to anything at the freaking click of our fingertips. And we honestly take it for granted. If you want to become more comfortable in yourself, you have to invest. You have to put in effort now to get something later. A plant starts from a seed. It starts by getting water and sunlight and enough space to become this most extravagant, beautiful flower, plant, whatever the plant is growing into. And we must do the same. We are not that much different. Every time I listen to a new podcast or I try to take up on a new skill or I say yes to something that felt out of my comfort zone, every time I invest in myself, I feel better with who I am. I feel like the person that I've been growing to be is a little bit more validated. And and I feel this sense of acceptance and just Um, appreciation for who I am. So try it out. Say yes to something new this week. Moving right along, the next tip I have for becoming more comfortable in your own skin is honesty. If you cannot be honest with yourself, how can you truly be happy with yourself? And your first reaction when I say that might be, of course I'm honest with myself. Of course I am authentic. But I do not say this with Absolute, but my best guess is that no one is a thousand million gajillion percent honest with themselves all of the time. For example, I like to say that I am a non-procrastinator, but then I do find myself from time to time waiting until the last minute on many things. And that's okay, but I, I have to be honest with myself if I ever want to get to the root of the problem, if I ever want to work on being better at 
my time and my management of my day, then I have to look into the depths of my brain and myself and, and acknowledge that I might be a little bit of a procrastinator because I am. Uh, when I was younger, I thought that I was also like the 100% without a doubt best friend in the world. And I, I do think I tried, I gave the friendship that I had the capacity of giving at the time, but there was times I fumbled. There was times that I wasn't there for a friend and I'm sure you've had the same experience, but because I had this mindset of, no, I can do no wrong, it was a lot harder for me to accept and become a better friend. It was harder for me to offer the friendship that I really, really wanted to give and wanted to be, but you need to get honest with yourself. And sometimes you need to take a step back and see things for what they really are rather than how you wish to see things. Because again, we can put on these rose-colored glasses all we want, but the truth is always gonna be there. And the more we try to avoid the truth, the harder it's going to be accepting ourselves. So the point is you have to get real with yourself. You have to be honest about your strengths, your weaknesses, and everything in between. And this isn't to shame you or make you feel bad because again, we all have our pros, we all have our cons. It's okay, you don't need to be perfect. We really don't, we're human. Um, and maybe you find out you have a lot of areas that you want to improve on. That's okay, it's not a rush. Life isn't a talent show, life isn't a competition of being the best person and human in the world, but it is the real thing. And if you ever do want to work on those areas, you have to start somewhere, you have to get real with yourselves. Just take baby steps to look at yourself and be able to imp improve. Um, there's an exercise you can do, and maybe exercises are a little bit scarier, too much work for you. So you can also do this in your head while you're listening. But I say it's best if you actually take the time and write it down. I've done it. It's really eye-opening for me, and it's really good practice. But first, here's what I want you to do. So maybe get out your notes app if you're able to and you're not driving or you're in a safe place. But think of 10 times you were a good friend or 10 times for whatever kind of subject you want to think about. So it could be 10 times you were a great coworker or a great husband or girlfriend or friend. This can be short words. It can be long sentences. Just think of 10 examples and then write a list of 10 times that you could have been better or maybe that you were let down. This will help you realize some areas where you do have really great strengths and those are wonderful, beautiful, incredible qualities, but then it also shows you areas that maybe, you know, these are parts of you that you can improve upon. And I say that so gently and with so much compassion and care because this isn't to show and dig into those wounds or dig into those areas that you're not necessarily fully proud of, but the more that you're aware of how you acted and aware of the things that you've done, the easier it is to either replicate or improve upon and reflect. And that's the whole point of this, because when you're comfortable in your skin, it's not that you're deflecting or putting shame to the parts of you that you know you want to work on, but it's accepting yourself and realizing that you do have room to grow and that you're okay with that because you can at least be honest with yourself. If I was going around knowing deep down I have, you know, this awful tendency to lie to every single person I meet, that's going to 
feel a lot harder to show up 100% and be comfortable with who I am because I know I have that shadow work that I need to, you know, improve upon. Again, it doesn't make me a horrible person. I mean, okay, um, I'm not going to get into the, the moral standing of that, but I'm just saying it as an example. But if I came and came to myself and I said, yeah, I do have this area that I am actively working on and improving upon, it's going to allow me to show up in relationships and in life so much better than if I were to be completely lying to myself for no good reason other than just being dishonest with myself. The more honest you get with yourself, the happier you will be with who you are. The less you will feel this false sense of guilt by lying about the kind of person that you are. This is what integrity is. You won't have to feel as bad about setting boundaries or saying no or yes because this is who you are. This is what you need. This is what it means to be honest and real about yourself. Another good example of this is how many times have you changed your personality in order to meet or grant the approval from others? I am guilty of this at times because I have been known to be somewhat of a people pleaser. Again, at the end of the day, we all just want to be liked. (laughs) You can argue with me on that as much as you want, but I want to be liked, of course. But the more that I just try to change my personality in order to get this one person to like me, the less I'm being honest with myself, the less that I'm really being true to myself, I'm probably going to over time feel worse and worse about who I am because I know that they're only liking this certain version of myself rather than who I really am. So it's like a temporary fix. It's a temporary pleasure when in the long run, you're just going to feel much worse about yourself if you're not being honest about who you are, what you are, and who you are becoming. If you want to feel more comfortable in your own skin, you have to be so deeply and compassionately and also gracefully honest with yourself because this is going to help you realize what what has helped you get to the successes that you've accomplished and then on the contrary what are the areas that you're not necessarily so proud of and you want to improve upon the last tip i have for you for being more comfortable in your own skin is letting go of what you can't control oof This is a huge one. For me, a big part of feeling insecure doesn't always stem from my own mind or my own head or my own thoughts, but it stems from the thoughts or potential thoughts of others. It stems from the idea of will others like me? Will things go right? Will this happen? Will this not happen? Maybe I go to a place and then my mind will start spiraling with the worst thoughts ever. And this sounds silly, but every one of us, to some extent, has a hard time of letting go of what we can't control. And while it isn't perfect and doesn't necessarily get easy, we have to try to separate from what we can control to what we cannot. I can control the app that I'm wearing. I can control my own response in a heated situation. I can control what time I leave and what time I go, but I cannot control what anyone else thinks, says, or does. So the reason this is so important and how it relates to whether or not we are comfortable in our own skin is because the more that we're focusing on the external, the more we're focusing on what if, what could, what might happen, the less we're able to just show up and exist moment from moment. I've noticed 
when I start to get into that mindset of what if these things happen or this worry train of wondering what are the things that I cannot control, the more I just obsessing over it and the more I find myself feeling unconfident, the more I find myself feeling less secure about myself, the less I start enjoying the actual present. And it's never good because at the end of the day, I cannot control what happens. I, I, I wish I could. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I could have control over everybody's minds and, you know, have them all say good things and have good things happen to me 100% of the time. But that's just not the case. It's bad things could happen. And when and if they do, that's a future problem. That is not a problem that I have today. A good example that I also learned in therapy is kind of this idea of a tiger in the room. Is there a tiger in the room? Yes or no? No. So why am I going to spend time worrying about what if a tiger does come into the room? It's it's not helping me. It's not beneficial to where I am and what I'm doing right now. It's not going to help me feel more comfortable in my skin and, and showing up it's going to have me worried about where do I hide? What, what do I what do? I do? I have no freaking clue what I would actually do if a tiger is in the room. But that's the point. If a tiger was in the room, you're, let your fight or flight response worry about it then. And there's probably what, like a 1% chance that's actually going to happen to you. Obviously, that's an extreme. But the point is, you don't need to worry about these situations or these thoughts or these things that might occur unless they're actually occurring. Focus on where you're at and what you're doing in the moment. And it's a really hard thing to do because there's just so much pressure and sometimes real pressure that's that might potentially occur that we do have to give some thought to. But what you're not going to do is obsess about what may happen in the future because you don't even know what's going to happen in the future. All you can control is right now, here in this moment, today, tomorrow, the next minute. That's it. And there's so many good examples of this. One of them being at work, you can often think, what if I do this presentation and it's horrible and then I get instantly fired? That could happen. But what am I doing for myself before I've even given the presentation? If I have it in my mind, if I'm constantly just thinking, oh my God, I could get fired if I, I do this presentation horribly, that's not helping me in any way. If at the end of this presentation I get fired, then I'm gonna have to worry about it then. Okay, let's not put that out into the universe, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to help you, so you can't control that. All you can control is how you show up for the presentation, how you think of yourself in this moment, and then the rest, you just have to let it play out. Same thing, maybe you're trying to talk to a new person at the bar or you're Uh, using a dating app and you're flirting with them for the first time, well, what if they reject you? Okay, well, if they reject you, you're going to deal with that rejection and move on and figure it out. But if you're putting that into your head right as you're even starting the conversation, you're probably, one, maybe not even going to start the conversation, or you're already setting yourself up to feel insecure and to not feel good in your skin. You're telling yourself that who you are in this moment isn't good enough. And that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help you you know, get to the end goal of maybe wanting to go on a date or see this person. As difficult as it may be, you need to try and let go of what you can't control. And whenever you start feeling doubtful or you find that you're having all these thoughts of what if or that might happen or this might not go in my way, just have like a little siren in your head and go, okay, 
that's my brain going and trying to have control over things. But then think about, is the tiger actually in the room? Do I need to worry about that right in this moment? And if you don't, try to move those thoughts out of the way and just be present in the moment. Feel comfortable in your own skin and know that you are a capable person. And if, if and whatever does happen, you'll be able to handle it. You'll get through it. But by putting all of these thoughts and energy into what if and, and what you can't control, it's just preventing you from showing up as your best self in the moment. So those are my tips on becoming more comfortable in your own skin. The biggest thing that I want you to walk away from this is knowing that it is not a one-stop destination. You don't just exceed at this with a certificate and then you're done. You can stop practicing being comfortable in your own skin but more so that it is something that you have to incorporate into your life every single day. And it's so worth it when you do because you stop hating yourself, honestly. You stop being so afraid of trying things and showing up in the world for who you really want to be. It is such a beautiful feeling when you can just sit back and just embrace who you are, your values, your skills, what you look on the outside, who you are in the inside. That is what we all should be feeling in this life. We should all be becoming a little bit more comfortable in our skin. I want that for every single person. I want that for myself, heck. I'm still gonna have days where I am not feeling my brightest or my most beautiful on the outside or inside, and that's fine, it's gonna happen, but the point is is that I shake those feelings off, I get myself back up, and I look into these different tips and ways to becoming more comfortable in my own skin. Life is supposed to be lived when you are comfortable in your own skin. You are supposed to like yourself. You are stuck with yourself, so why are we gonna spend all this time hating ourselves and wishing we were someone else we're not? You can do that, but then you're gonna look back and just think, If only I had trusted and embraced who I am a little bit more, what could I have become? So I hope you got some value out of this podcast today. I hope you feel like you can show up into the world just a little bit more comfortably and confident in your own skin. And thank you so much for tuning in with me today. As a reminder, you can find me on Instagram at hush and be bold. You can find my personal Instagram at Jenna Hushka. Feel free to DM me questions or anything that you want answered on this podcast, as well as topics that you'd like to hear me talk about. Um, Thanks just again for supporting and being here. Uh, Every week, we're going to talk about different ways to become your most bold self. I'm so excited and happy that you're along this journey with me. Remember to be bold this week. Remember to be comfortable in your skin. And with that, I will see you next episode. Bye.